Today we're talking about career development. How is the best way to think about your career in the long term? Coach and organisational behaviour expert Sarah Brooks joins me today. If you want to improve the decision making in your career, this is the episode for you. Hello and a very warm welcome to episode number 46 of Your Bravo Career. My name is Mark Crossfield. I'm a professional career coach helping you to love your job and build a great career. This podcast is about why your career matters, how you can enjoy what you're doing each day at work and how to build a great career along the way. Sarah Brooks has been a guest on the podcast before, actually. Sarah is a coach and organisational behaviour expert and has used her coaching skills to create a career development tool to help undergraduate students think about their career direction. Starting her career as an industry practitioner many years ago, Sarah has been working as a coach since 2004 and is now a lecturer in organisational behaviour at Sheffield University Management School where she also holds the position of Academic Lead for Employability. We'll meet Sarah in a moment. So, in this episode, we're going to be talking about career development, why it's important, and how you can get started developing your career. We'll also deal with how you can help others with their career development. And you might want to stick around till the end, when we will have the key takeaways for you from this episode. So, with all that said... Let's get started. Hi, Sarah. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Mark. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. It's lovely to talk to you again. Yeah, it's good um, having you back in the podcast again. It's probably been uh, a year or so ago, ago, isn't it, since you last came on the uh, the podcast? Yeah, it has. Yeah, it was, um, was kind of lockdown, actually, still, wasn't it? I think so. And I think, if you remember rightly, we were doing the um, preview of our Supercharge Your Career event which we did about this time last year. So, uh, yeah, it's good to chat to you again. So today we're going to be talking about career development. And before we dive into that, it's probably worthwhile us defining what we mean when we say career development. So what does career development mean to you, Sarah? So for me, career development is about career decision-making over a period of time with a view to becoming clearer on what type of direction your career wants to do and therefore developing yourself in the ways that help you meet those goals. I think it helps us to find a good match between who we are and the types of job that we want to do. I think also, it, it, you know, it's a continuous thing. So I think some people feel that career development is something that, you know, we might work with a career coach or a career counsellor for a a certain period of time and then it's a bit like you know job done I've done that now and actually I would see it as a very continuous iterative process that may crop up numerous times across our career where we're finding that things aren't quite going in the direction that we'd like or we need a little bit of, of guidance. I also think you know the really important thing for me is that our career is an outward expression of who we are on the inside and as we get older, we start to feel like there should be more alignment between who we are as a person and the job that we do. And so often what happens is 
people find, you know, over the course of their career, that there's some things that make them unhappy or some kind of dissatisfaction that actually what I'm doing is not really how I'd like to spend my time. So career development for me is about helping us keep in touch with who we are and what's important to us across our whole career trajectory, however long that is and whatever that looks like. I like that. I think that's there's something there about the uh, the long-term aspects of that that is, is really important because quite often people go and see a career coach or, or start to uh, get more um, needy when it comes to requirements about their career, when things are going wrong at work or when they're not feeling very unhappy. But actually career development is the long term, isn't it? And um, it's matching who you are and what you want to do with, with what's out there, isn't it? Well, one of the really magical things I think about career development is you can think about it at any time. And whenever you think about it, it will provide you with some guidance as to what you want to be doing. And it is far easier to have those conversations with yourself before the pain or the unhappiness or the dissatisfaction is hit. Yeah, it's been more proactive as well, isn't it? A lot of people are reactive when it comes to their careers. They they, they respond to job uh, uh, postings or recommendations from other people to apply for jobs rather than thinking about what do they want and what is best suited for them in the uh, now and in the future so I think you're right there some people um achieve a state where they're so unhappy and the job that they're doing is so removed from how they'd like to be spending their time that they achieve this period of burnout which is you know real disengagement with work uh, tiredness, fatigue, jadedness, you know, can be really serious physical and mental symptoms of doing the wrong job. And so career development done proactively, like you suggested, can really help us not get to that point, which mm. is, which, you know, sometimes that leads to time off work, significant periods off work. And, and you know, nobody wants that. I think career development is important um, because as human beings, it is really important for us to feel successful. We derive a lot of satisfaction and a lot of confidence and a lot of self-esteem from feeling successful at what we do. And success can come in subjective or objective forms. So subjective success is the things that make us happy. It doesn't necessarily matter whether other people can see on the outside that we've been successful. But what's important to us is that we feel successful and then there are more, you know, outward forms of success. So for some people that might be having a particular type of car or living in a particular area or earning a particular amount of money. But whatever that success looks like, it's important that we continue to feel like we are progressing with those things that we would deem to be success. And the other thing that's related to that as well is about going to work and feeling in control of what we do that we're good at what we do and that we are valued and we feel a connection with the people that we engage with in our work life and so I think most of us at some stage in our life have had a job there where we didn't enjoy it we weren't very good mm -hmm. at it we weren't surrounded by people who shared the same values as us or wanted to achieve the same goals and certainly at the beginning of our career, almost everybody has had a manager where we've been told what to do, thereby having very little control of how we spend our time. 
And again, I think as we get older and we become more mature and ex- uh, more experienced, we want that autonomy to make our own decisions and spend our time in ways that really make sense to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you're, you're both an academic and a coach practitioner. So I'm interested to know, you know, what's influenced your own thinking about career development? Is there anything in particular that's, that's led you to how you think about that? So what's really interesting is um, I've done a lot of thinking about this because when I was invited to work on the employability offering that we have at Sheffield University Management School, I had to sit and think about what my career development had been like and therefore what did I, what did I want for other people at this really early stage of their career because I work with first year undergraduates at the moment. Um, and, you know, kind of how would I do it differently if I had my time again? And what I reflected on really is that I left university having no idea what I wanted to do. I hadn't really had any career guidance or advice. I don't really remember having any any conversations with anybody, actually, where they tried to help me find a role which was suited to me or my degree or what I wanted to do. And so I ended up taking some jobs that weren't, that they didn't require somebody to have had a degree or the level of training that I'd had. And um, I kind of did that for five years. And actually, I found my way to a, a graduate training scheme after five years of leaving university. And that was really, I would say, the start of my real career development, because they did spend a lot of time helping me understand about management and leadership and what a professional career looked like in industry. From there, I moved into a change implementation role where I got to work with lots and lots and lots of organizations, some of them really successful organizations, some of them not so successful. But I started to gain a real sense of these are the different types of things that are available, um, you know, in the world. And I started to get a sense of what I was good at and where I fitted in and how I could add value in an organization. And so ultimately, I mean, to cut a long story short, I found my way to a PhD, which was as a result of coaching, because I had reached that stage where I just didn't enjoy what I was doing at all. And I felt there must be a lot more to my life that would give me something else. And so that ended up looking like a PhD. I stayed in academia. And the way I would describe my role at the moment then is like it gives me a really good balance of being able to sit and work through a problem and have the time to do that and the research skills to do that. But I also do lots of operational work, which I love because it's exciting and dynamic. And I also get to do change implementation, which is allowing me to make improvements in the workplace. You know, that I really feel like at the moment I've got a job that brings everything that I'm good at, that I like doing and that I'm interested in all in one place. So, you know, I have got to a point where I feel really happy with my career. It makes sense to me. It's an outward expression of who I am on the inside. But it's taken me absolutely years and years and years to get there. And so, you know, that is really what underpins my career development tool, which is really helping people to think through those things at a much younger age. I know sometimes you've got to do it yourself in order to learn So I'm not saying that the tool has all the answers, because it certainly doesn't. We're the only people who have the answers for our own life. But I think sometimes encouraging people to think in ways that they wouldn't naturally do so 
does definitely speed up the process and it helps people make more more sensible and appropriate decisions at a much early stage. Okay. So uh, thank you for the backstory. That that is useful context. So how how can people get started with career development? Where did where did it begin with this? How can they make sure that right from the get go? I mean, you're working with undergraduates, so you're the, you're the right person to ask here. How do we how do we start with our career development? Where do we begin? We can begin at any stage of our career, and I want to make that really clear. Is I'm working with undergraduates at the moment who are at the beginning of their career, but as a coach. I also work with people who are mid to senior career who are also finding that what they're doing is not quite how they'd like to spend the rest of their time while they're working. So I think it's okay to start career development at any stage of your career. There are typically four stages when people might think about career development. So like I said, at the beginning of their career, a few years in, so let's say five to seven years into our working life, we start to know already what we're good at, what we like doing, what we're interested in. And then we might say, right, I want to make some decisions. I want to put down some roots. I want to sit and I want to make a conscious effort to progress this particular area. So that might be the beginning of saying, how do I get promoted? What organization would be good to work for? What professional qualifications do I need? And then we've got this kind of third stage where we've been doing that for, you know, about 20 years or so. And then we're thinking, okay, what next? What would that look like? I'm coming up to the end of my career, but I want to do different things. And then at the end of our career, so really as we start to approach the end, we might start thinking about what does that transition away from career development look like to kind of life development and personal development, Mm -hmm. moving out of paid work more into things that, you know, give us a much more more benefit that don't require us to be paid for our time yeah so there's so there's different stages of course that we're talking about here and at each of those stages is is the the way we do it the same are we starting off with some sort of plan a career development plan what would that look like and how would we start doing that so the career development plan then that i've developed is based on the principles that people get to know who they are and they match that they find an organization or customers clients to pay them to do exactly what they want to do that is the principle of the career development plan and i would always recommend that everybody starts there learning about themselves and deciding actually am i doing something that i would really want to be doing if i had a blank piece of paper and this is how I would choose to spend my time. And, you know, in my experience, most people say no. Some people can be really far away from that. Some people can be not so far away from that. But having a good sense of who we are and how we'd like to spend our time, I would say, is the first part of doing that. And that can be done at any of those four stages. And as I was saying earlier on, I think my recommendation would be that we plan something in regularly. So maybe every kind of three to six months to sit down and ask ourselves am I doing the things that I like doing that I'm good at that I'm interested in does it fulfill my dreams and desires so we can we can think about those things proactively at any stage and when we start to have a sense of who we are and what we'd like to be doing there are lots of ways in which we can really go into far more detail 
about picking a particular role, a particular industry. So that might encompass things like how much we'd like to earn, where we'd like to be working, how much travel do we need, how much commuting do we need, what do I want to wear, how much time do I want to spend with other people. There's actually quite a lot of detail we can go into at each of those stages to really help refine people's thinking. Yeah. So it's it's so it's actual self understanding, isn't it? In the first instance, understanding yourself better, and uh, that itself is not easy. I mean, a lot of people do get stuck at that stage because they they've not been trained in how to do that, and uh, you know, quite a lot of people will seek out a coach or a professional guide to help them that stage. Uh, once you've done that, then it's easier to turn your attention to what's out there and trying to match what it is you want with what the market has to offer. And that second stage can be quite bewildering as well because, there, you know, there are countless different types of careers and jobs. And it's, 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 it's understandable, really, that people do get confused with all this. And I think this goes back to what you've said at the start, and that is that this is a long-term process, isn't it? If you just dive into it, you can't expect results within a few weeks. It does take some time to both understand yourself and also to look at what's out there and try and match those two things together. So it it very much is a long-term thing, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, I think I would reiterate that, is that some people, some of us, right, some people never really get to know themselves truly. So, you know, some people spend a lot more thinking about it than a lot more times thinking about it than others, but actually some of us never really get to understand ourselves completely. So it can be a lifelong quest, but there's a certain level of recognition we can get to by purposefully thinking about it. I think the one thing I would like to say, just based on what you said there, is that our natural tendency is to look, so go on the internet now and start looking for jobs. And the one thing about this model is that we are all individual and we are all unique. And it is highly unlikely that somebody will have created a job that fits us perfectly if we look for advertised jobs. And so one of the things that I do encourage my students to do is to design a job role based on who they are, what they like doing and what they're interested in, and then decide through that process of searching on the internet, can they find it a ready-made one that someone's going to pay them for? Or actually, do they need to think about more entrepreneurially about how do they create that? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point, isn't it? That uh, there's no point reinventing the wheel. If someone's out, something's out there already, and you're going to get paid for it, then that's the um, you know the quickest route to uh, to joy, isn't it? I think one of the you know one of the other really important principles of the work that I do with my students as well is I encourage them to be confident that if they've designed a job role based on who they are, they must go and find it. So sometimes what they'll say is, oh, you know, I've seen this job advertised and you know, I'm starting to panic a little bit about I can't find a job and I'm wondering should I just apply for it anyway. And when we start asking questions based on their profile of what they'd really like to do, the answers are sometimes, well, no, it doesn't give me that. and No, it doesn't give me that. And so I think it's about that pressure to find a job or to just be doing any job. And I think that must come from society and the uh, the external forms of success. Oh, are you wearing the right clothes? Have you got a car? Are you on the you know the housing ladder? 
those types of pressures. But actually, I would always encourage my students, and, and maybe we could argue it's easier to do that with people who've got three or four years at university before they're actually looking. But I would still encourage people who work with me to be confident to look for the thing and be creative about it. And the, from the clients that I've worked with, I haven't worked with anybody where it's taken them more than six months to find exactly what they're looking for. So the jobs are out there. It is just about where to find them and where to look. Mm-hmm. And when you know that, when you've cracked that, actually, it's a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think it's an action-orientated activity because it's difficult to think your way into a an ideal job or career. It's possible, of course, um, but it's actually when you start engaging in what's out there, speaking to people, um, having conversations with people that might be working in industries that you're you're interested in, or even actually, um, you know, going for interviews and even working in some of these organisations, the more information you get about a certain job or career, the more confident you can be that it's either for you or it's not for you. And I think that's why this is a long-term ongoing process, isn't it? Because each time that happens, you get more and more confident about what it is you want and that that repeating that process over and over again means you're more likely to end up with a long, happy and successful career than one that's a bit jagged. You're moving from one place to another, not really feeling like you're hitting the right spot when it comes to enjoyment. Oh, yeah. And do you know what? I mean, I think we all also recognise this, don't we? There is nothing more depress- depressing than looking for a job and realising that you're not, you don't have that, you don't have that, you don't have exactly what they're looking for. I think we've all been there when we're desperate to find something else. And so that confidence that you're talking about, I think it it comes from um, the more we know ourselves and the more we recognise that actually I can't be that person and I don't have that qualification and I don't want to do that professional accreditation, the more confident we are to be able to say, no, that job is not for me move on let's find another one and i think part of this you know this this anxiety that people get into is they find all these jobs and it's like as if we feel and i know i've done this we feel like well i should be trying to do that one and i don't feel happy to say no that's not for me let's find another mm-hmm. i feel like i should be able to do it and that being really confident with who we are and knowing ourselves really well gives us the ability to say that job's not for me move on next and eventually we get to this point where we know ourselves so well and what type of job is for us it's like finding you know we're drilling for oil it's it's just nothing's happening and then all of a sudden we get to this oil well and there are so many jobs and so many organizations that offer that one thing that we've just realized is perfect for us but the hard work is finding it And it is absolutely worthwhile sticking in there and just having the confidence and the, you know, the courage to say, no, I know myself and I know exactly what's going to make me happy and I'm just going to go and find it. Mm, Yeah. I love that idea of focus though. And uh, when you do start focusing that the opportunities are abundant, whereas when you don't focus, then seemingly there would be more options, but that's, um, that's evidently not the case because, you know, you're not sure what you want, so nothing really is a is a strong option for you. Is is there a a physical plan here? Is there a, a template people should use? How what 
what what should people use for the actual plan itself? Is there is there some way they can get started in planning their career with a template or some sort of um, ready made plan? Yeah, so I do have a tool uh, called the Career Development Plan, which I'm happy to um, talk about with anybody who wants to know more about it. The thing with the undergraduates is they have a clear deadline as to when they'd like to get a graduate job. So it's either three years from the time I start working with them, if they do three years of a degree, or it's four years if they decide to do a year in industry. And so for us, if we start our career development planning later in life, it's really important for us to have a date and time in mind that gives us that space to do the work. Because often what happens is clients come to me, coaching clients, and they'll say, oh, I just need a job as quickly as possible. Hmm. And actually, you know, let's be realistic. We don't get to know ourselves overnight. It takes time. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I would say is pick a date in the future, no more, no less than three months in advance. That is a really, I think, appropriate amount of time, three months to do some really good work, but no less than three months in time. And we want a desired goal. And what we think about that is, is it a brand new job? Is it a promotion? Is it um, a sideward step? Is it moving to a different industry? Um, And I think the thing is, those goals might change. But actually, we need to honour the way that we think and feel at any given time. Mm -hmm. So that dissatisfaction that comes from our uh, our desire to, you know, to get a job immediately is coming from somewhere. And sometimes people say in three months time, I absolutely do not want to be working for this organization anymore. Great. You know, that's the goal. If in three months you change your mind, that's fine too. But have something for us to work towards. Is there anything else that needs to be in the plan? I mean, what does a, a good career development plan look like? Anything else that needs to be in there? Yeah. So it needs to have a clear statement of what we have to offer now. So that's where working with a coach can be really helpful because frequently we are unable to see what we're good at and what we have to offer and what value we can add. So that can really help. But we need to have a clear statement of what we have to offer now. And we're comparing that with our desired goal at some stage in the future. And we're having to think about what can I do between now and then in order to get to that position. And ideally, what we're looking to do is see what skills and experiences do we need to have or do we need to create situations for? So I've got a better chance of achieving my desired goal with that timeline that I have in mind. So I think there's four things that a good career development plan can start looking like. Timeline, goal, where we are now and what we need to do in between that point to get where we want to be. Yeah, that's very that's very helpful. I'm also interested to know how we can help other people with their career. So it might seem like an odd question, but how can we support the career development of other people? I've got a tool which helps people think critically about their career decisions. And working with me to go through this tool really does help people make decisions about things that they've probably never thought about before. And those questions in that tool can be used with anybody. My coaching practice is very much helping female professionals in their 30s, 40s and 50s. So in that mid to senior level stage where they're in a management role and they really want to move into leadership. And so I can help there with generating self-belief, building existing strengths and creating the confidence to go for that. 
young children always know what they want to do in the future. And sometimes we can really dampen their spirits inadvertently because we want the best for them of saying, well, no, actually, you can't be an astronaut or, you know, we don't want you to be a police officer or, you know, we don't want you to be a long distance lorry driver. Helping people to find a career that's right for them is allowing them to talk openly about the things that they're thinking and feeling about mm. a career. And I think we mustn't be scared of people of, of ending up doing something that we don't like. Because actually, most children do not end up doing the thing that they wanted to do when they were little. So mm. we really didn't kind of need to be scared of it. But as we become older, it becomes less appropriate for us to seek validation from other people. Because that ability for us to know ourselves means that we don't need validation from other people. Mm. And so we can support other people in their career journeys by listening to what they've got to say and accepting it and encouraging them in a direction that they want to go in mm. without the fear that it brings up for us is that that's not what we want for them because actually that's not helpful. So being a support, having a supportive conversation around that and, and being, a, being able to listen to that and allow them to explore those ideas without constraints and judgment, I think that's really great, actually. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Sarah. What would you say your sort of key takeaways then from this discussion we've been having? It's mainly been your your uh, your comments, of course, but what would you say if we're going to wrap things up are your the key points of a career development plan? Well, I suppose what I would say is everybody develop everybody benefits from career development planning. It requires a level of confidence and courage to sit and learn about ourselves because there are, everybody has aspects of themselves they're not proud of or they don't particularly like. But ultimately, if we are committed to living a life that allows us to be on the outside who we are on the inside, we need to do that work and anybody can do that. I would always recommend the services of careers professionals. Um, so that might be career guidance, career coaches, career counsellors to support, because this is really difficult work. And it's important that we feel supported and that we recognize how hard it is. And just like I said there, if you have a dream of doing a particular job, then go for it. It is absolutely worth it every single minute going to work and getting paid for something that you enjoy doing. You understand the value and people really genuinely do um recognize the effort that you've gone to to make their lives better mm -hmm. that's a great uh that's a great summary and i would just add that you know this is a long-term plan so whilst you might be getting success along the way it is a long-term plan and um, over your working life the labor market changes as well as what you want from from uh, your job and work so career development's all about self-knowledge and understand understanding yourself better. And that's why, of course, people come to uh, coaches like you and I. So uh, thank you for bringing those uh, points to today's episode. So how can people connect with you? How if they want to, I've, I've, obviously I'll put a LinkedIn um, link in the show notes. Is, is that how you want people to connect with you? Is there another way they can connect with you? Yeah, I think that's the best thing. And on my LinkedIn profile, I've got my coaching website. I've got my link to my university profile. So LinkedIn would be great. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Please do come back again in the future. 
and um, stay in yeah. touch with us and the show. And um, yeah, thank you again. And um, let's um, let's wrap up today's show. So uh, that's it. That's another show in the bag. And um, hope you've enjoyed the show today. As usual, you can email me at mark at bravocoaching.co.uk and you can find the show notes at bravocoaching.co.uk forward slash podcast. I'm going to put Sarah's uh, link to her LinkedIn uh, page in the show notes so you can already uh, connect with her there. And if you haven't already subscribed to the show, why not do that now? I'd appreciate you being along as as a subscriber. And don't forget to share this content with anybody you think would enjoy it. Have a wonderful week, and I'll speak to you again in a couple of weeks' time. Bye for now.